Hello and welcome to another episode of Pug in Colorado. I am your host, Deanna Morton. And today we are switching things up in Pug in Colorado. I have someone who usually is off mic, on mic. Andrew Morton, can you please say hello? Hello. So Andrew, as you guys know, is our engineer. He's also my husband, and he's the one who started the podcast with me. So I'm super psyched that he's behind the mic today and helping me out. So Andrew, why are you on the mic today? I have been doing something really fun for the last uh, seven weeks. I have been participating in the City of Boulder's Citizens Fire Academy. Um, So uh, three hours every Monday, I disappear and learn all sorts of interesting things about the fire service. Um, the just wide range of services that they provide, um, learned a lot about, uh, you know, just, uh, how to, how to, uh, improve the safety of our house. Um, we had a fire drill. That's really important. (laughs) And, uh, so it's been, it's been a lot of fun and then got to go out for two Saturdays and, um, see some of the, uh, kind of trainings that they do and, um, just, you know have my mind blown. Yeah. I was really jealous when you got to go to the 911 dispatch center. That was pretty cool. Seeing, seeing the people hearing, uh, you know, they've got two conversations going and then they are, um, you know, still on the phone with somebody else and, you know, kind of keeping it all straight. So definitely, uh, a job I could not do. And, you know, some real kind of unsung heroes there. Right. And um, again, we started Plug in Colorado because we wanted to n- connect to the community around us. And the Citizens Fire Academy is a perfect way to plug in to what's going on in Boulder and especially lift the curtain, the Wizard of Oz curtain, and really see the men and women doing the heavy work in this beautiful city of Boulder. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think talking with Matt was great. Super interesting dude. Uh, I don't remember if you mentioned it in the uh, interview, but, you know, his father was a firefighter. No, and, he didn't. Uh, yeah. So um, r- really awesome guy. Um, you know, I wish uh, it, I wish it had been twice as long because, yeah. uh, you know, just a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd love to just jump into it. Okay, great. I'm really excited to introduce... Uh, uh, Matt Zavala, he's a fire inspector with the city of Boulder. Um, thank you for uh, being on the podcast with me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So I'd like to start with some background. Um, could you tell me what a fire code inspector is responsible for? So a fire code inspector works within our community risk reduction division, which commonly uh, people know as fire prevention. And so I work um, with the chief fire marshal and the deputy fire marshal, and we have two fire code inspectors Uh, within our division that are currently assigned to handle inspections of businesses, uh, Boulder Valley schools, um, licensed facilities, and and assist our engine companies who are also doing fire code inspections. And one of the responsibilities of our division as well is uh, fire investigations. So that would be after some sort of a fire determining a cause? Correct. If it's, uh, you know, something that People weren't home. They can't really tell us how that fire started. We might get called. If it's suspicious in nature or criminal in nature, then we work with uh, the Boulder police detective, who's a fire investigator, and they have the leading uh, leading the uh, excuse me investigation to uh, determine the cause and origin. So when you're uh, 
doing an inspection at a business, um, what are the sort of things that you're looking for? So our engine companies do com uh, fire code inspections every year, and uh, they they get assigned businesses that are what are close to their station in their district. So they're still in service. So if they're in a business and they get a 911 call, they'll leave that inspection and then have to come back and finish it. But one of the big things um, that we're looking for is just making sure that people can get out. There's a lot of things that go within the fire code, but we want to make sure egresses or exit doors are easy to open. They're clearly marked that whether it's the person working there or a customer there, if there's an emergency that they need to get out, they can get out quickly. We make sure exit lights are working. We make sure fire extinguishers have been serviced on an annual basis. We make sure that they're hanging properly, um, that they're not used as a door prop, that um, just those things that as best we can make it in the event of an emergency, we want people to get out and get to safety. Now, there's a lot of things that the fire code covers, but for the typical business, um, those are the things that we'd be looking for. And, uh, and then we, you know, it's a good chance for us to update contact information. If there's a new business owner, who can we call at three o'clock in the morning if we need access or just to let them know that a sprinkler had busted something like that. Um, and it's a great way I think for the firefighters to interact with the community in a non-emergency situation. So often we meet people, it's because they call 911. It's a bad day. But this gives firefighters an opportunity to meet with the public. Um, sometimes people have questions about the fire service, and that's not related to the fire code inspection. So I think firefighters uh, enjoy that opportunity to meet with the people that we serve. The fire code inspections don't take place in homes. People's personal residence is their personal residence. It's private. One of the things our our department rolled out last year was home safety surveys. And this is a way for firefighters after uh, emergency call to meet with homeowners. And we have a checklist that they can go through. And you know, is it working smoke detectors? Yes or no. Do they have carbon monoxide detectors, fire extinguishers? Is Are all of their doors um, not blocked by stuff? You know, people get a lot of stuff in their house. Um, so that's a way that um, while it's not fire code, it's a way that firefighters are able to help people make their own personal residence as safe as possible in the event of an emergency. What are some of the things that are unique to Colorado um, about working in the fire service, um, specifically with some of the, um, the marijuana businesses? So <clears throat> last year, um, the current position I'm, I'm in was created with our department. And so my role within community risk reduction and for the Boulder Fire Department is I inspect the, mar the licensed marijuana businesses in the city of Boulder that includes dispensaries, uh, grows, and um, the extraction facilities. Uh, and I also do um, what we call our special hazard occupancies. And some of those are large facilities, but I also do, usually they contain hazardous materials excuse me, but I also do retirement facilities, nursing homes, uh, the hospital, large facilities that usually took an engine company out of service. Since I'm not running 911 calls, I can do those. The marijuana industry, as, as it applies to Boulder, 
really the inspection process started in 2009 and a task force was created. So for a licensed facility in Boulder, they have to be inspected annually by the Boulder Police Department, the Boulder Building Department, and the Boulder Fire Department to continue the renewal of their license. For the fire department, the 2012 International Fire Code, which we currently have adopted, applies to all businesses, regardless of what kind of business they do. So we don't have any changes to it that are specific to the marijuana industry. So when I go do the inspection, the same inspection I would do at uh, a, re a retail hardware store is the exact same thing I would do for the marijuana industry. But the marijuana industry is a growing industry, no pun intended. But it's it, it's a scheduling thing, and that makes it easier for somebody in my position to do it. Um, but we want to make sure that those businesses are as safe as possible. There's a lot of electricity going into there for their lights. So the building department looks very closely to make sure all of their wiring is up to code. And, um, and really, any business we want to be as safe as possible. But this is kind of a new thing for... The United States, Colorado and Washington were kind of at the forefront of that with recreational marijuana, which really you saw it really expand. But now in the last election, I think four out of the five states that had it on the ballot legalized it. So our department has a position specific to the marijuana industry. Denver Fire Department, I believe, has six firefighters um, specific to the marijuana industry that, that does the inspection process. Uh, I believe Colorado Springs Fire Department was adding a position like ours, and I'm not sure about other departments across the nation, but this is something kind of new that we want to make sure um, we're on the forefront of to, to help these business owners um, be as safe as possible and for, for them and then for the other people in Boulder. So I guess one of the things that sort of jumps out is a difference from some other kind of agricultural businesses, they have a, a very high value product. And so I'm guessing they've got some additional security things that could impact, you know, egress and that, that sort of thing. So <clears throat> for egress, we don't, uh, the same kind of egress we would, we would require for any other business is the same that would have to be for the marijuana industry. It has to be one motion to get out. Now, if it's however they do that, that's up to them. It's up to, you know, that, that business owner, but the fire code is the fire code. It, it's nothing, nothing changes between this marijuana business to this coffee shop, you know, for a dispensary. Um, it's the fire code is a fire code. So for us, you know, the, we kind of take the plants out of it and, and what they're actually doing there. I just look at it as another business and making sure that what I'm requiring of this business, I'm requiring of the marijuana industry, that it's it's even across the field. For the extraction businesses, um, what sort of processes are they using to do that the extraction? And does that have any um, particular danger? I mean, I guess there's some of the people doing the at-home extraction that... So the licensed facilities either use carbon dioxide. There's a lot of ways to extract the oil from the marijuana um, leaves or the flower off the marijuana plant. Uh, some of our facilities use carbon dioxide in a 
in a closed circuit system. Others um, will use a mixture of, of butane, propane, and they use it in a closed system. So when those facilities get licensed, we require them to have a uh, third-party industrial hygienist come in and do air monitoring. And we make sure that obviously there's no leaks in the system, but that they have adequate ventilation. If there's adequate ventilation, that it doesn't allow that gas to build up and create a potential uh, explosive situation. What we see on the news now of it's it's on the news pretty often butane hash oil explosion in in homes or and those are not licensed facilities. That is uh, illegal activity. Um, so that is something that is new, but those, um, those types of extractions, they're using the butane can that you could buy at any retail store and propane is the propellant in there. So if they don't have that closed system or they don't have adequate ventilation, once that propane goes out, it travels until it finds a source and anything, you know, that could create a spark that's what creates the explosion. So that is a dangerous situation. But for the fire department, working with the licensed facilities, again, we're, we want them to be as safe as possible, not just for them and their employees, but obviously any businesses around them. Just to sort of maybe kind of circle back to, uh, you, you'd mentioned you started in this role a year ago or two years ago? A year ago. And so what were you doing before that? Were you on an engine or? So I was on, I've, I've been with the Boulder Fire Department since August, 2008. And before I was in this role, I was an engineer. And in our rank structure, it means I drove the fire engine and I got promoted to Lieutenant and myself and the other fire code inspector in our division were the rank of Lieutenant. And, um, this is where we got assigned initially. So I will do this for no, uh, another two years and then I will go back to the engine as lieutenant and somebody else will come into this position. So our department has certain positions that are rotational and it gives firefighters an opportunity to work in another area of the fire service. I mean the 911 day-to-day helping people with their emergencies is what we do but there's a lot of other things that the fire department does um, to help people stay as safe as possible. You know, the home safety service is one of those big things that I think is really helping people make sure their home is ready in the event of an emergency. I think, I think that's one thing that I found pretty interesting going through the Citizens Academy is, I guess, first of all, how long, I mean, if I, if I was going to guess based on the people that have come through, the average length of time is like 20 years. I mean, people, once they get in the job, really kind of stick with it. And it seems like some of that kind of rotation is a big part of that where, you know, you want to try something different. You can try something different. You're still in the same, mm-hmm. you know, still with the fire service. Um, I don't know how to make that a question necessarily, but like. No, I, I, the, the fire service uh, is a, it's a, it's a career and um, in, in Lord, you know, in Lord willing, a 30 year career, your career path can take different routes and you can experience different roles within that. So some of our firefighters have gone to the training division for two to three years and, and helped train us because we were constantly training to maintain our skills, learn new ones. And so they've been able to go do that for two, three years. And then they come back to the line and we rotate. Um, 
it's really it's it's succession training and helping people get the most out of their career because being a firefighter is very rewarding. I mean, being a part of a crew that is we are the ones called when people need help and we work together as a team with our ambulance service, with the police department, whoever. It's a very rewarding career. But within the fire service, there's different ways to still get that satisfaction and be a part of it, but in, and maybe not on the fire engine, but um, it, we're, we're all about helping. I think it's, it's very evident that firefighters want to be the ones that help and there's different ways to help. So, you know, my role now with fire code inspections, um, it's a way to be in the community, to meet with business owners, employees, and really teach them how they can be as safe as possible. And a lot of everything we teach when we do fire code inspections in the business is stuff that people can take home to their families. You know, we talk about fire extinguishers and businesses. They're just as important to have at home. And, um, you know, we teach them that the best place to have it is in the kitchen. It's the number one place for fires to start is in the kitchen. And it's, I think if this last year, we've seen a lot more about fire code inspections after the Oakland warehouse tragedy. And it kind of brought to the forefront again of people asking about fire code inspections, how regularly are they done? Um, and a lot of this, this is why we do it. And if we can try to educate people and keep businesses as safe as possible, that's what we want to do. Now, granted, fire code inspections are a snapshot in time. But I think firefighters, Boulder, across the nation, really take advantage of those opportunities to explain why we're here today, what we're looking for. And it, it, it gives business owners or managers or whoever those tools that they can continue to do this on a, on a weekly, a monthly basis, that they can continue to check for these same things and help make their business safe. Did you have anything else you wanted to mention or then go into the last question? Uh, I mean, I, I appreciate the opportunity to do this podcast today. And our this is our fourth year of the Citizens Academy. And it's it's really cool, I guess, to see um, people that are willing to devote eight weeks out of their own personal time on Monday evenings and a couple weekends to learn about the fire service. And... For us, you know, it's there's a lot that firefighters do. It's not just 911 calls. And it's a great way for us to interact with our community, again, in that non-emergency situation, to, to show them all the things that the fire department does and that we take pride in. And so I appreciate you and, and my wife's grandma was a part of the first class. And I appreciate um, people's interest in, in our in our profession and the role that we play for the community and the citizens of Boulder. So thank you for being a part of that. It's been a blast. And, uh, you know, it really kind of changes the way you look at stuff. Like, you know, riding in today, noticed all the creeks were super high. And then you start kind of thinking, oh, yeah, the you know, I got a water rescue team. And, you know, it's just all the um, various pieces that just weren't aware that I wasn't aware were, uh, you know, able to be brought to bear in some kind of an emergency. And so it's been, uh, like I say, just 
uh, a great kind of eye-opening experience and you mm -hmm. know I would definitely uh, recommend it to anybody else next year absolutely no, it's a it's a great program uh, Kim Scott Jeremy Felix really make making it uh, come to be has been huge for our department I think for our community and it's it's another way that firefighters can be a part of the community we the 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 men and women on the engine crews work 48 hours on four days off. So for that 48 hours, 10 days a month, we're a part of this community. This is home for us. So it's uh, it's great to to interact with people again in that non-emergency situation and give them the tools they need. And and really, uh, the people in the Citizens Academy are the are the ones that are go out in the community and and kind of help teach people to to be as safe as possible. Uh, we like to end the interviews by asking uh, our guests, what is your favorite place or thing to do in Colorado that most people would not know about? So my favorite thing to do in Colorado is I love going to Rockies games. Summer nights, Coors Field, it, it doesn't get much better than that for me. I, You don't have to twist my arm to go to a Rockies game. And they're actually, they're doing well right now, so it's even more exciting. But I love going to Coors Field. Um, my wife and I, we have a almost 19 month old. And so we just like, we just like being outside. It's uh, there's trails all around us. I mean, we live here in Boulder County as well. There's trails all around us. Uh, there's just a lot of open space. And so we feel very fortunate, you know, to live in this area. We Saturday morning, we go to the farmer's market in Longmont and, um, so I don't really know anything that's that not many people know about, but it's just those those opportunities that you know Boulder County, City of Boulder. We live in Longmont. Those things that just really get people outside and together as a community. I think um, I think that's you can't beat the view that we have here in Boulder County. It, it, you just you can't beat that, um, but. I think one of the draws that people have to li wanting to live here is that being outside is, I mean, there's every day you can find something to do outside, something that you can be a part of the community. And um, that's one of the, the things I love about it is just taking advantage of those 300 days of sunshine that we, that we talk about, um, you know, if I can be outside at a Rockies game or outside at the farmer's market or on a trail around here, um, that's what, that's what I love about this. I've lived here my whole life and that doesn't get old. Yeah. The, uh, you, you look out the, you look out the window and you see the, see the mountains and it just sort of, you, you feel bad if you haven't gotten outside, you feel like, ah. Yeah. I, you know, my, the yesterday it was kind of rainy and cool and my wife put my daughter's rain boots on her rain jacket and you know, you go jump in some puddles. It's, you have to get outside. And, and I mean, obviously it's good for you. And after a day in the office or a day at work or whatever you've been doing, it's good to get outside, but you don't have to go far to find something to do outside in, in this area. So, um, we love it here. Um, you know, and I live in Longmont, but working in Boulder and, I feel a part of this community too. So, uh, I enjoy it and happy to be a part of it and the role that the fire department plays 
in that, uh, I'm, I'm proud to do it. Well, I haven't made it to a Rockies game, but my mom is a big baseball fan. There you and, go. And uh, she's coming out next week or week after, so maybe uh, maybe we'll get down there with her. You got to get to a Rockies game. Yeah, they're and they're good right now, so um, I take them way too seriously, but that's my team. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate the uh, time. It's been great talking to you. Absolutely. Thank you. Folks, and that is Andrew's interview with Matt Zavala. Andrew, thank you so much for stepping up to the mic and really hitting a home run. <laughs> so corny. So, so you're going to go see the baseball game with me? Uh, if there's a beer and a hot dog involved, I'll be there. All right. And guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. Our theme music is by the Boulder Band, Carry Me, Ohio. Our engineer is Andrew Morton, and I am your host, Deanna Morton, reminding you to plug in Colorado. We'll see you next time.